Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. As technology progresses, it's creatives with the least amount of classic podcasting skills who are leading the way, eclipsing the accomplishments of those of us who can hand-code RSS feeds. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. You know, back in the day, podcasters needed to be the proverbial jack-of-all-trades. We needed to have more than a rudimentary knowledge of things like file formats, XML, audio editing software, the vagaries of distribution points, complex recording equipment setup. Oh, right. And we also needed to be able to tell a compelling story so that our listeners would, you know, keep listening. Now, since that time, there has been a division that has arisen between those of us OG podcasters who know all of those things and a new crop of podcasters who use tools we didn't have access to many, many moons ago. They're doing it with these tools that really allow them to make a podcast without, as we and I have said, without really being a podcaster. I think that's an unfair comparison. That's what we're going to talk about today. You see, politics gave us a couple of cool terms that I learned uh, during this election cycle. And that's the one, that's, those are the terms rhino and dino or dino. Rhinos, Republican in name only, or dinos or dinos, Democrats in name only. These are pejorative terms that other people in said party, by the way, independent voter over here, Pejorative terms that people inside the party refer to others inside the party or who claim affiliation with that party who don't go far enough. The people who brand others as rhinos or dinos or dinos, the people who do the branding are the keepers of the faith. They see themselves as the true adherents of the way that particular party should be. And if you don't do everything or at least most things the way they want, you get this brand of being whatever it is in name only. I think that's rubbish. I think it ignores the fact that change is constantly happening. Not just in political parties, but also in podcasting. Even though I've said it many a times, the reality is I have built my podcast business on Pino's podcasters in name only. My clients are all, almost all of them, what I would consider a Pino. And I I don't see that as a pejorative any longer. That's not a negative thing. Even though, well, I'll say it, I have had negative things to say about, not my clients, clearly I love my clients, but other people that I meet who aren't doing podcasting enough. But you know, as I, as I come to realize this, like many things, I've, I've realized that 
Pinos don't deserve our ire. They deserve our respect because I really honestly think that they are the future. Let me make a really bold statement. I think in the next five years, we're going to see more advancements than we've seen in the last 16 years since podcasting has existed. And almost all of those amazing technological advancements will benefit Pinos, not, let's call us full stack podcasters, for lack of a better term. You see, I don't think, I don't think we, OG full stack podcasters, are going to be able to keep up with what the Pinos, the podcasters in name only, are, are really doing. Because Pinos aren't limited by all the technological know-how that we think that they need to get started. They're able to do new things in podcasting that we're not even thinking about because our brains are clogged with all knowledge which was important in 2004, but hasn't been in a, in a very long time. This reality is one of the reasons why I stepped back from writing Podcasting for Dummies after I got halfway through the second edition. It just, it wasn't for me any longer. There were so many different aspects of podcasting coming that me trying to tell people how to do something was already outdated as soon as I said it. And it just didn't really speak to me to, to keep going down that road, largely because you didn't need to know. The new wave of podcasters didn't need to know all the stuff that we knew back in the early, uh, mid-aughts, right? But I think that we full-stack podcasters can really learn a few things from these pinos. Rather than disparaging them, I think we should learn from them. And I've got four basic things I think we can learn. Number one, I think pinos will be our, let me change the way I say that. We, full-stack podcasters, can learn better storytelling from Pinos. Because again, our brains are confused, not confused, but plugged up with all the technical aspects. When we think about something we want to tell a story, we, full-stack podcasters over here, tend to think about how we're going to get that done. Start breaking it up into slices and thinking about the DAWs we're going to use and what plug is going to be required and how's this going to go out. Pinos aren't saddled with any of that stuff. When they're doing storytelling, they can focus on the story. They're not worried about waveforms. They're worried about the words and how the words connect back and forth and how the overall story can be told without needing the technical expertise of audio editing. I think Dino, no, no, Pinos, there we go. I think Pinos might be better even at soundscaping and scoring while we're at it. Those that do have a bent towards audio editing who aren't afraid of using DAWs like we use Hindenburg or Pro Tools, something like that. Look, if they're audio people, more than spoken word people, more than podcasting people, audio people with a good ear for sound, they might be able to do much better soundscaping and scoring and adding music to things than we can as podcasters who know everything about everything because we know just a little bit, not a lot, a little bit about making how, how music and how other elements inter interact. With Pinos, they don't have that burden. They can actually do more. I think we can learn resilience from Pinos because, again, they're not held back by changes to existing platforms. They just simply move and adapt 
and adapt and adjust to the new things. So if something really catastrophic starts happening that would interrupt us in the pod, the full stack podcasters who have all this built up knowledge and these processes and tools that were kind of rigid in how we go through things. If those things go away for whatever reason, doesn't care for Pinos. They just switch to another tool. Easier for them. And I think finally we can learn creativity from Pinos. Again, goes back to the same thing. Our brains as full stack podcasters tend to, not always, we have to fight against this, tend to be on very logical, linear thinking. People that don't have to have those things shoved inside of their head about, again, audio editing and file formatting and this distribution with XML and RSS feeds, yada, yada, yada. They just focus on the creativity. They just make amazing content. That's it. That's the idea. New things they can actually do that we simply aren't thinking about. So, do what I'm going to do from now on. Once we start getting back to meeting people once again, when you encounter a Pino, as I have running the or helping run the Phoenix Podcast Club, rather than try and get these people who are just dabbling to learn everything we know about full stack podcasting, let's just befriend those people and try to learn from them. Because I think that these podcasters in name only, Pinos, are a lot closer to the future than you and I. Now, Three things to go away. Evo's long winter's nap is coming up very quickly. Like next week, I will not be making new episodes. You will not hear my voice, well, sort of, on podcast pontifications until the 1st of 2021. However, if you would like to use the platform, you can. As I have said previously, get in touch with me, evo at simpler.media, and I'll give you the very simple instructions to where you can create your own episode of podcast pontifications that I will distribute out to everybody who listens to this. Also, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra if you would like to show your support for the show, which I would appreciate. And please tell one other working podcaster you know today about podcast pontifications. That's the only way this show grows. I'll be back yet again tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, 
or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.